Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, who served in the Trump administration between 2017 and 2019, violated ethics obligations in land dealings during his time in office. That's what a new report from the Interior Department's internal watchdog said on Wednesday. Zinke's violations include communications with developers who work for Halliburton, an energy giant, while his department was charged with overseeing the company's activities on federal land. Those violations were brought to light back in 2018 by Politico, and Kamazinki is running for Congress in his home state of Montana. Today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre on Ryan Zinke's ethics violations and how they could impact his congressional aspirations. It's Thursday, February 17th. So, Ben, this new report from the Interior Department's internal watchdog says Ryan Zinke violated ethics rules. What were his main violations? So when Zinke first came into office in the Trump administration in 2017, he, along with other political appointees, had to sign ethics pledges saying that basically they had stepped down from any company or any sort of nonprofit organization they may have been in a leadership position in as they come into work for the government. And what this report says is that even though Zinke had said in that pledge or that ethics filing that he had stepped down from this nonprofit, which was called uh, the Great Northern Veterans Peace Park, despite that, he was still acting as basically leader of that foundation while he was interior secretary and even as secretary, kind of basically negotiating with a group of developers who had been trying to turn into a commercial development some land that was adjacent to a vacant lot that Zinke's foundation owned and operated. So what did this report not substantiate in terms of allegations against Zinke? Well, the main thrust of this story was that as Zinke is leading the Interior Department, which oversees like 20 percent of the U.S. landmass and runs the government's oil and gas program, that while he's in this official position, he's also doing like a personal land deal negotiation with developers who included Halliburton's then chairman, Dave Lassar. So basically, even while they're kind of working out this deal back in Whitefish, Montana, there's concern about conflicts of interest. This report comes out and said there's no evidence of that, that this was basically, to a certain extent, a private deal, even though there didn't seem to be any criminal violations, but it still was pretty unethical, A, in that he lied about is even doing this, and B, that it's, it's pretty unseemly to be seen, you know, doing personal business with a company of this sort in his office at Interior's headquarters. How does this report confirm what Politico brought to light back in 2018 then? It pretty much confirms everything we wrote. I mean, Zinke and his wife, Lola, did not cooperate with the investigation, but investigators were able to get text messages through other means that showed that Zinke, during pretty much almost his entire first year in office, he was texting back and forth with this group of developers trying to negotiate. Basically, his foundation would allow the developers to use their land for a parking lot 
And what we see here is pretty much in black and white evidence that Zinke was trying to turn that into, well, but you're also going to give me an exclusive license to sell liquor at a microbrewery in the commercial development you guys are in the process of trying to get off the ground. So that was pretty much what were reported, and that was pretty much what this confirmed. It also showed that the paperwork that we had found said that what Zinke had told us when our articles originally came out were, oh, my wife runs this. I, I'm completely out of it. It's a family-run foundation. But what this report showed is that even as he's saying that publicly, he's going around being the main dealmaker. It also showed that he was basically signaling to the developers that, hey, you know, we're hearing a reporter is asking around on this. Make sure you bring up the fact that I'm not the main person on this foundation. It's my, my wife runs things, even though he's the one in actuality running things in this regard. And Zinke is now running to represent Montana in Congress, despite spending a lot of his time in California. Has he responded to this new report at all? And do you think these violations could impact his congressional aspirations at all here? So what they told us was only in Biden's corrupt administration is talking to one's neighbor about the town's public meetings and history of the land a sin. That was the official response we got. They try to say that this is basically they're just being uh, crucified for developing this park. But yeah, it's they didn't really do too much to rebut the IG report's main findings. How this might affect them in the congressional race, it remains to be seen. If I recall correctly, it's a three-way race right now in the, the GOP primary. He's got a little bit of competition. Folks I talked about there think it would probably be likely to get out of the uh, GOP primary okay. A Democratic campaign consultant I talked to said that this could actually maybe ding him enough in the general election to put a little wind on Democratic candidates back. But we'll see. Also, senators on the Environment and Public Works Committee met Wednesday to examine the future of the Federal Renewable Fuel Standard Program. As the Biden administration finalizes its proposed biofuel blending requirements and looks to reset the program after this year. During the hearing, the committee's first on the topic since 2016, senators examined the potential advantages to a low-carbon fuel standard at the state level and debated the role the RFS program plays in rising gas prices. Ethanol supporters also pushed back against a peer-reviewed study that was released this week that found that the carbon intensity of corn ethanol is likely at least 24 percent higher than gasoline, which critics have pointed to as evidence that corn-based ethanol has worsened the climate crisis. The ranking member of the EPW panel, Shelley Moore Capito, took aim Wednesday at the Biden administration for not yet naming a permanent head for EPA's air office as the agency examines the future of the program beyond 2022. She said no incoming administration has waited this long to send up a nominee for the position since its creation. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.